welcome to the I'm Healing Podcast. I'm your host and healer, Iris L. Mendez of ILM Healing Solutions. Here, we review healing stories, self-inquiry, and solutions for the soul. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at the I'm Healing Podcast and at ILM underscore healing. Let's heal. Great. Welcome. We are here with the I'm Healing. Um, well, this is the I'm Healing podcast. This will be on the I'm Healing podcast, and this will also be on YouTube. Thank you, everyone, for watching. My name is Iris, or for tuning in. For those of you who don't know me, I am the founder of ILM Healing Solutions, and this is being streamed right now live on Monday, August 16th, in my private Facebook group for women, the Healing Solution Space, and this is the Healing Solution segment. And today we have Mary Ann. So super excited because she's been on the podcast before. So she, so this is her first rodeo <laughs> and I uh, want to make sure that we're not redundant, but if we are, well, it's going, it's going to serve whoever it needs to serve, but I'm just super excited. Marianne is, has become one of my soul sisters and she's going to tell us all about all the things that she's done. Um, she's got some wonderful products now. Um, her titles have changed since the last time I spoke with her in this formal setting. And she not only is going to talk to us about healing, her own healing journey, but she's going to talk about how she did that with mandalas, with moon rituals, um, and also as a Reiki master now. So for those of you who want to know about what Usui Reiki is and all the things she's going to be able to tell us today. So Mary Ann, let us know who you are, how we can find you, and then let us know. Uh, I, I want to start off with asking you which of the three, Reiki, Mandalas, or Moon Rituals, do you think help has helped you the most in your healing journey and why? Um, <clears throat> I would have to say the Mandalas. Definitely, because at the end of the day or whenever something go, when things go to shit or whatever, I always go back to drawing a mandala. Like if I can't cope, it always goes back to that for me. And it always reminds me to, that that was when my journey really started. So when did you first get introduced to mandalas? Um, I first got introduced to mandalas back in 2017. I was living in Philadelphia for a while and then I moved to Cherry Hill where I was by my, completely by myself and I was depressed, I was suicidal, like everything just, I was in my late 20s and just trying to figure out life and I had kind of failed miserably at that point. It was just like nothing was working out um, and like I said, being alone out there was causing a lot of issues. So I started, I was depressed so I started using those coloring apps on my phone and I like the adult ones yeah like the adult coloring um this one was just regular coloring of things so either there was this one mandala that I just saw was beautiful I spent a lot of time coloring it like so much time that at the end when I was done coloring it I was like I need to draw this and then I started drawing that's how I started drawing mandalas so we have a question here in the comments uh which is my next question so thank you for that 
for those people who, which I know you touched on a little bit in the previous episode of the podcast, um, but just the, the refresher, what is a mandala? I think I see one behind you if you're watching yeah, this. And there's one on my shirt too. I'll tell you guys more about the shirts later. But yeah, this is a big mandala right behind me. Um, and they're an art form, basically. The word mandala means um, circle in Sanskrit. And what they do is they're an art form for us in the Western world. But what they really are, they are a powerful meditation tool. The, they don't come into existence like out of nothing. I mean, unless you're an artist already just doing designs. I don't, I don't know about people that draw mandalas like that, but when you're drawing a mandala, it has to be done with great detail and attention because a mandala symbolizes various levels of awareness um, within us, like as an individual, and it brings about the energy of healing and and it unifies like everything in your life. So that's like a mini, mini version of what a mandala is. <laughs> yeah, I for me, mandalas, when I think of a mandala, um, I, I recall working when I worked at one of the local children's hospitals, I used to work with patients who had eating disorders. And a lot of times uh, when we did like therapeutic practices with them and the art therapist would come in or myself as the, the Wonder Woman would come in, we would incorporate the quote unquote like adult coloring books or regular coloring books. And a lot of times the adult coloring books would have the circular shape, very intricate design type of what I what I now know to be a mandala and it was actually a part of the art therapist's um, uh, routine with this population patients who had eating disorders because it symbolized the, the circle like you said but it also symbolized the plate and you know with them struggling and eating looking at the symbol of it as a plate to be able to get through it mm -hmm. and one of the things that for me what I like about it from an artistic standpoint, I'm not a drawer or a painter. I mean, I will dabble in it when I need to as part of self-care, but um, I, 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 I don't wanna say I can't, but I don't have the capabilities of doing it as intricate as you do like by hand. And so, what'd you say? I was the same way. I was like, I am not, I can't draw. Like I'm not an artist, never in my life thought I would consider myself one. Oh, wow. Well, I thought you were always like an artist because your work is so beautiful. Thank you. I, I just know that when it comes to mandalas, it reminds me of just the art form or the practice of mindfulness in and of itself um, because you do have to have patience and awareness and it is very intricate. And when I, when I uh, would recommend clients to get like a coloring book or something like that, my coaching clients or when I was a therapist, I would often tell them to pay close attention to how they are actually coloring or how they're actually like creating whatever it is. Because if you try to rush through it, then nine times out of 10, you're probably operating outside of your life in that way. And right. you're not like staying in the lines or like maybe you notice for yourself or, or do you ever notice for yourself when you draw, if you're having like a, maybe a rough patch or maybe a low day that maybe your lines aren't as intricate or maybe like, you know, is, is that something that you notice? Because it is a transference there in a sense. Yeah, definitely. I I noticed that a lot, especially when I was starting. Um, I started, I drew my first, I wish I had it with me. It's like on a post-it somewhere, but I drew my first mandala on a post-it and it was November 2nd, 2017. And that date is so important to me. And I'll tell you why in a little bit, but um, I would rush through it. And then like, eventually I learned like, okay, 
no, I gotta like, I gotta trace these. So I started tracing them. And then eventually I started being like, you know, being able to just draw a circle without having any help. So it takes practice. And like I said, I, I couldn't draw for shit before I started drawing mandalas. Now I can, if I take my time, I can draw something like, you know, I can draw anything. I think if I just take my time. Yeah. But the main thing that, that I took away from the mandalas was like, like you said, you know, people in therapy had to do it. I was not in therapy at the time. I was lost in Cherry Hill and drawing the mandalas made me realize like, you know, it made it helped me take the steps I needed to get help. I had to come back home to North Jersey. I had to start getting therapy. I had to get a new job. And like I said, I started, I drew my first mandala on November. I did all the work, got help and everything. They diagnosed me with bipolar disorder, like exactly a year after I started drawing mandalas. And I, I don't think that it's a, I don't think that it's not a coincidence. I think that it has something to do with, with the portal that I opened <laughs> for the healing portal. Can you still hear me? Cause I'm getting some feedback here that um, there's some audio issues, but I want to make sure you guys can still hear me. Can you hear me? Hear you. Okay, good, good. So I, I thank you for sharing that. And I think that that is um, wonderful that you were able to navigate your own healing in a sense, like being able to say, hey, I need support, I need help. And also notice what coping skills and what healing tools you might need that now, now you're the expert in, in a sense. Yeah, and I forgot to mention like the important thing, the most important thing is like, I'm not just drawing these circles and magic is happening. As you draw a mandala, you are putting your mental complexities on a grid, right? It's sacred geometry, which is a whole nother topic that we can get into, but we're not going to get into. But it's sacred geometry and what comes in, um, it's like I said, separate. as you draw, you exercise, exercise like the exorcist, right? You're exercising your demons. Whatever's happening in your mind, you're, you're drawing and you're actively thinking about things and you can actively, you, you know, you can purposely sit down and draw mandala with the intention of loving someone or loving yourself more. There's so many different ways that we can talk with mandalas, but just drawing a simple, like putting it down on a paper, paying attention to it and letting your mind just kind of wander a little bit is so powerful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Valerie commented that that sounds very cool. And if you could see, if you're watching this live or on YouTube when this gets uploaded, the, behind Marianne right now, she has a tapestry with uh, a, looks like a, a dream catcher. And in the middle of the dream catcher is the intricate circular design. And then to the, the other side of her, she has a quote and that looks like half of a mandala as well. So she's also wearing mandalas. And now um, with all of her art, her artwork, she is now selling it. So tell us more about how you got into now producing these beautiful products. I need to like get a yoga mat stats. <laughs> yes, my friend got a yoga mat and it came out beautifully. I love it. I like the one you, I think you had a mandala that said Just Breathe. And that's one of the tattoos that I have right here. It says Just oh, Breathe. Oh, nice. So I was like, oh, I need to get a yoga mat. So. Yeah, it was a tapestry. And the, yeah, the yoga mat definitely, like that's one of my favorites. I need to get myself a yoga mat personally. But yeah, I discovered the cricket. I don't know if, you know, if you guys are aware, a lot of you I'm sure are. Um, I, I got a cricket for my birthday and I started printing my mandalas. Like I started making little, like, you know, little cards here and there and like, um, 
notebooks. I made some journals. I made some bags and stuff like that. And now I start next week. I'm gonna be launching my t-shirts. Let me put this down a little bit so you can feel it. But I'm gonna be launching my t-shirts next week. And yeah, I'm just I'm just doing my thing with the arts. Like I just dove head first into it, and I'm. So you want a personalized mandala or one of her designs? Hit her up. She's got mugs. She's got shirts coming out. She's yes. got yoga mats, tote bags. Tell us what else you're offering besides the products, or if there's anything else that I haven't mentioned because you've been doing. Yeah, and, um, I'm also. Um, well, if you want to check out everything altogether, go to mysticalmandalamama.com. Mysticalmandalamama.com. That's my website. I have my blog there. Um, all of my products are available for purchase there. You can book a session with me for Reiki, um, which I also offer services. I'm a Reiki master. I'm also a Vixen uh, workout coach. So I do a little bit of dancing, you know, shaking that booty. <laughs> yes, and she's not foreign to this group, the Healing Solution Space. She was in this group before and she did a wonderful Vixen workout, which had me moving my hips and working my sacral chakra and also sweating, I will say. So um, Vixen workout dances are more sensual, would you say, than like your regular workout dances, like a Zumba class? Yeah, I would say it's like Zumba, but really cute and sexy and fun. Like Zumba is, is you know, Zumba is fun, but Vixen puts that extra detail on on the choreography and the movement. Like they make sure you, I mean, you know, you sweat like crazy. Doing I Vixen. feel like I'm a performer when I do Vixen. Like yeah, that's exactly I, I feel like I'm Beyonce's backup dancer or something. That's like that. exactly what it is. It's performance-based workout. That's what they call themselves. So I'm right now I'm doing one-on-ones. I'm not teaching classes, but I'm I'm offering one-on-one sessions with people. So if you're interested in trying out Vixen, let me know. DM me. I know you were doing one-on-one. It's good to know. Good to know. So yeah. last time we talked you formally rather <laughs> uh so let me share real quick how i met um marianne for those of you who uh, may not have listened to that episode or may not know you know how our relationship uh came about so i was doing uh wellness um i guess challenges like what three four years ago and that's how i met marianne was was through one of my sorority sisters and we just became we just stayed friends on facebook never had met her in real life and then sometime around March last year, pandemic hit, COVID hit, Marianne sizes in my DMs and she says, um, you know, hey, I have this this um, Moon Bay group. Would you like to be a part of it? We meet, um, you know, once or um, twice a month for moon rituals. And I was like, cool, that's dope. So she put me in her IG group the moon bay group and then um she sent me information on the moon rituals which at that point she was doing them virtually because of covid um and so tell me a little bit about how you got into moon rituals because it really honestly i don't think i've ever said this to you but um practicing moon rituals myself uh, over the past a little bit over a year now following the new moon and the moon has been transformative for my healing for my manifestation, for my connection to source, higher power, higher self, you know, Mother Earth, Pachamama in general. And mm -hmm. it was because of Marianne that I went to my first 
plant medicine uh, ceremony with the shaman uh, who's going to be in this group. It was because of Samantha who was in her um, in her Moonbay group who invited me. So this that's how you, you see how universe works. You know, yeah. you're given and put in places that you're supposed to be at the right time. So tell me a little bit about the moon rituals and kind of um, you know when you started it or or how how that became a part of your process or even yeah. just the benefits of it. Sure, yeah, and I'll break down a couple of the moon phases also for you ladies. That's like one of my favorites. Um, so for me, it all started with the moon and the sun because straight up, I was I, I was raised Catholic, but I denounced Catholicism. <laughs> I was like, I'm not, you know, I like, you know, I'm not going to church. I'm not going to pray to these gods or whatever. Like, not to like, I'm not denouncing it really. Like, that was like a strong word to use. Like, if you're Catholic, good for you. But um, I found myself lost. You know, I was like, I'm an atheist. I don't believe in anything. I'm agnostic at some point. I was like, I believe that there's something out there, but I don't know. So what I started to do when after the mandalas and everything, after I, I got my first Reiki attunement, I started praying to the moon and to the sun. And that was where my prayers went. Like I would just like sit, you know, outside, whether it was night or day, um, or like I'd look at the moon through my window and I'll just say my prayers. And then I met Kelly Espino and I started following her on Facebook. I mean, on Instagram, you know, Facebook and Instagram everywhere. Cause like I've, I was obsessed, we were obsessed with each other, but <laughs> um, she had in her like stories, like, you know how you say your stories in your profile or I don't forget what it's, the highlights. In her highlights, she had the moon ritual, the full moon ritual that we do. And I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try this. And I tried it and I loved it. And then the following month, I was like, you know what? Let me invite these girls to my house. Like, I just was like, I don't know. I'm not the type of person that wants to be a leader or anything like that. I don't, you know, I don't aspire to like, I don't know, whatever. I'm, I just wasn't that type of person. But something in me was like, invite these girls over. Just invite them to your house. Like, it's not a big deal. So I did and we, it just, like, it was just the most beautiful evening ever. And following the moon for me has been something that has helped me not just learn about myself, like like a, like on a spiritual level, but on a physical level as a woman, the moon has explained so much about my body to me. So that's like the main takeaway for me is like, like realizing like, you know, like you said, Pachamama, we're part of this. Like we are aligned with these things and the moon is just one small part of that. So it's crazy to say it's one small part of something that's big, so big and transformative for us. Isn't that crazy? Thank you for sharing that. Can you tell us a little bit more about the moon phases and what exactly um, goes into a moon ritual or like, cause I'm sure you've probably been to other one, other moon, like former moon rituals. I've only been to yours, I think. Um, I've been to mine also. Okay, okay. Yeah. So tell, tell us what, for anybody who wants to maybe join one of your moon rituals, tell them first, you know, moon phases and also uh, how you conduct your rituals. Sure, so I wanted to highlight the four main moon phases because, you know, time, because of timing. Um, first of all, a moon ritual consists of whatever you want it to consist of, but our moon ritual is um, a lot of journaling comes with it. Whether you're doing it for the new moon or the full moon, journaling is a really big part of of the full moon rituals. Sometimes you, you burn papers, sometimes you, you keep them, sometimes you put them in a safe spot 
in a safe spot or put like a crystal over it, depending on what you're trying to manifest from it. Um, there's also, you know, candles. We, we meet, whenever we meet, we pull Oracle cards. I usually pull an Oracle card or two or three when we meet on Zoom anyway. This month we're, we're hoping to meet in person though. So, and then we'll be on Zoom too. So just like in, just like um, Freddie and Joanne do, um, our shamans, <laughs> for those that don't know. Um, but yeah, so it, it involves also, what else? Cleaning your house is a big thing. Um, and let me just go through really quick these four moon phases for you ladies and what is good and it's really quick. So the new moon, the new moon is all about new beginnings. The best thing to do during a new moon is to clean your space, your house, your apartment, whatever. Your favorite room is in the house if you don't have time to clean the whole house. Clean that room, chill in that room, lit, like start um, listing your goals and your intentions. You know, it's a time to get organized and prepare yourself, basically. Um, then we have the waxy moon. That's when the moon, actually, the new moon, you can't see the moon, right? It's dark. It's like on the other side. So when you get the waxing moons, waxing means that it's growing um, in, in illumination. So the moon is starting to, you know, become that little crescent over time. It keeps growing. Um, so it's all about expanding. It brings energy of growth to your intentions and your goals. So you, you know, you're doing your thing. You're like, oh my God, I feel so good, you know? And when you're aware that the moon is in waxing phase, you're, you'll be extra, extra, extra aware of your goals and you won't forget like what you have to do. Um, so it's time, to, it's also time to look closely and to release what goals are not serving you during that time. I suggest during the waxing moons to, you know, pull an Oracle card for yourself or two or whatever type of divination you want. There's runes, there's like palm readings, whatever it is that you like to do that is divination during the waxing moon, do it. Then you got the full moon, um, which is the sun illuminating the moon completely. This represents completion, fertility, abundance, and transformation. So you wanna you wanna clean and like get organized too. But you what you really wanna do is purge and release, burn papers, like I said, burn you know your excess clothing if you have to, whatever. I, I don't know. Um, but it can also be a time of friction and polarities and. That's because the sun and the moon are opposite each other. That's why the, the moon is so bright because the sun is shining directly on it. But at the same time, they're they're bumping, you know, they're bumping heads a little bit. So that's why we all feel so crazy when there's a full moon sometimes. So this is a time to, like I said, write down the things that you want to release, burn that paper, come back inside, write down your intentions, what you want to see in the world and your affirmations, you know, like I am a successful businesswoman. Write them all down like it's happening already. Um, and then you have the waning moon. The waning means that the moon is now getting smaller in illumination. So you start to see that crescent forming on the other side of the moon now. Um, so the light decreases, the cycle ends. And basically this is a good time to withdraw and relax. Like, you know, just, just be with yourself. Don't worry about what's going on in the world. The moon is, you know, starting to become a little bit dimmer. So there's no point in, you know, <laughs> continuing all of that. I love that. Thank you for that. I, I didn't realize, well, I know that there's phases in the moon, but I, I, I think I need to up my game on practicing rituals that don't always align with new and the, um, the full moon. Mm -hmm. uh, so thank you for breaking that down. 
um i'm definitely going to come back and listen to this and take some like thorough notes because i want to follow sure and if you want i have to find it but i have one for all of the eight phases of the moon oh yes yes i um i have the uh, like a moon app that i use and co-star and pattern but to to hear to hear it broken down like that gives me a little bit more clarity on like things that I could be doing around that time frame too. And then also aligning it with myself as a woman, a cycle, you know, my my sacred cycle, things like that. Um, and then one thing I also wanted to touch on was, um, is ironic you brought up Kelly Espino because I was talking to her today. Uh, uh, and she, <laughs> she did the mediumship course with me with Vanessa and Vanessa is how I got my Reiki. Vanessa at the Biz Bruja, uh, Vanessa Coronu, you guys know I share all of her articles related to the moon phases, the new and full moon when she does them on bilatina.com. Um, so I had talked to Kelly about having her on here so we could talk about some of the things she does. So, you know, inner child healing and things like that. And one of the other things that I wanted to touch on was uh, related to your work with Vanessa. Um, you see how we're all kind of all tied together. <laughs> um, Tell me more about your journey into becoming a Reiki master. Because when did that occur? That was uh, that was definitely after the last time we spoke on the podcast. So tell me about that journey for you and what Reiki um, is for anybody who may need a refresher. Yeah, so Reiki is healing energy. It's an alternative to traditional healing, or I, I would say it's an addition to traditional healing. Um, when a person is attuned to Reiki. They, I mean, yeah, attuned to Reiki, they are attuned to like this healing energy. They become a vessel, like a channel, you know, through which healing energy will filter through. That's how I see, I see myself as like a filter. Um, so when I started this journey, after I, you know, discovered the mandalas, I saw this like women's little weekend thing in, in New York available. So I went and I just got like a level one attunement. And it was like, the mo I had never felt peace like that in my entire life. So I was like, okay, I have to keep going with this. I found another Reiki master in in Jersey because this one was in New York and she wasn't doing level. She was not offering level two. So I found someone else. Um, her name is Amanda Rachel Garcia. Amazing girl, like totally. She's like uh, she's like the the definition of celestial to me. Like she's like an angel. But um, I took her class and. I practiced for two years and then finally I decided on my birthday this this year to become a Reiki master. And what that means is that I can now teach others Reiki. I can attune them to level one, two, and I can make them a master like myself, a teacher. So now I can teach people, I can attune them and they can help others. You know, I can basically start my own little Reiki school if I want to. That's um, awesome. Mm -hmm. So tell me about I've had Reiki sessions with you. Uh, we're both, uh, well, well, we both went through the same. Uh, well, wait, did you do with Vanessa, your Reiki, your master? Okay. No, I did it with, with the same girl, Amanda Rachel. Oh, okay. So I did my level one, which is attunement for myself to get self-healing. And then I did my level two, uh, which is to be able to provide healing to others. And this Usui Reiki, which is that, that's the same one you're chained in, Usui? Yes, Usui okay. Reiki. And so for those of you who don't know, Sui Reiki comes from Japan and the the, the actual name Reiki is uh, life force energy. So we have this like energetic, um, like our aura or outside of ourselves, right? Um, that helps to balance chakras, help to energetically um, help clear out things 
that may be stagnant in our energy that could manifest in the physical body. So um, I am excited for you to possibly start your school because I'm only one and two levels one and two, which means that I can I can do self healing for myself and I can do it for others. But to be able to teach others to do it, um, that's something that I'm gonna have to ponder about because maybe maybe Reiki Master is in the works for me too. So thank you for sharing that. I'm gonna look up the the person that you also uh, were trained with. When it comes to to Reiki, can you just tell us? Uh, briefly like how you operate with Reiki. so what do your sessions look like if anybody wanted to maybe book a session with you um well my sessions what do they look like that's a that's a that's an interesting question but um okay so i'll walk you through it briefly because i don't want to give out too many details oh yeah you don't have but... to don't give us all of your your gems but just <laughs> let us know for somebody who might have not heard what reiki is like what is that right right you know like um what like because it's, it's it's not evasive, right? And so somebody who may not have never heard of yeah. Reiki, they might not understand what, well, what do you mean? How are you doing this? So, so yeah, so for me, the Reiki sessions, I like to put my my clients at ease. So we'll talk a little bit in the beginning what, about, you know, what your concerns are, what areas you want to focus on. If you know what chakras you want to focus on, you can tell me ahead of time as well. Um, and then there's a, like, you know, like on the little massage table, I have my clients lay there and I'll perform some sound healing first, just again, to continue putting them in, at ease, setting a tone also for them. I love to play frequencies while I'm doing the Reiki. So once I'm done with the sound healing, depending on what I feel my client needs, there's so many different frequencies out there. So depending on what I think that they need, I'll play that frequency for them while I'm doing the Reiki on them. And when it comes to, to Reiki with me now as a Reiki master, it involves um, pressure points. My master taught me how to channel, like to use pressure points to put to put Reiki through those channels. So like, you know, in Eastern medicine, if you have a headache, it's like there's some, there's like a pressure point in your, in like an organ or something that's causing, you know what I mean? Um, so it's, we learn about those types of things and I'm excited to just, you know keep practicing with it that's awesome i didn't know that so thank you for sharing yeah it's not i don't need to book an in-person session with you <laughs> yeah i think it's some yeah for sure it's it's um it's a radical type of thing you know they don't really do that in reiki so this is something that she's teaching us and it's changing the game for me like for real you can even use tuning like i want to i'm dying to get tuning forks i should probably tell someone that I want something that I want tuning forks for Christmas. <laughs> I, but, I don't even know what the wait, what is it? Tuning, tuning fork. It's like this little, like it, it has like two prongs like this. And then it has like a stick in the middle. It's like a fork, but it's only two prongs. And you hit it and it makes it causes a it causes a frequency sound, like a ding, like a ping. And there's different frequencies. And you can use that on, you know, the the chakras. Oh wow! On different points of the body, it's amazing. That's really awesome. I actually went to a, like a Swedish cabin museum that they have around here in Upper Darby, and in one of the um, the cases, they had something that looked like that, but they called it like an eating utensil. So I'm wondering if it was used for something else, you mm. know, something for healing. So, with all that said, um, thank you so much for sharing. Um, I have one last question for you tell me in four words what healing means to you 
in four words um do they have to is it like a sentence or just four separate words <laughs> oh what that's a good question uh whatever your heart speaks girl <laughs> for me healing means balance i think finding the ultimate balance <laughs> Yes, I'm thinking yeah. that. Like, yeah, that's for me. That's important. So important to me because you know, with the with the bipolar diagnosis, I need I need balance. I need stability. So, and I, it's not just like you know, with with that goes for anything for anyone that has anything that needs to deal with that they need to deal with. Balance is the most important thing, and I think that healing is that finding your finding your own balance. And balance is different for everybody. I love that. That is so true. Finding your own and finding your ultimate balance. I love that. So tell us one more time, Marianne, uh, how can we find you? Website, IG, all the things. Yes. My website is mysticalmandalamama.com. You can um, follow me on Instagram at mystical.mandala.mama. Um, and yeah, those are my, those are the, my, the best two ways to, to reach me. My email is on my website directly. Like you can email me directly from my website or from my IG. I am available. So yeah, reach out guys. I'm here for you. Thank you. And don't forget to check out her website next week. She'll be dropping her mandala shirts. Um, get your healing all with mandalas. Sign up with a um, move ritual with her. Reiki session. Yeah, and you're, you're in North Jersey. So a lot of my people in this group, or if you're listening and watching this, let, a, let them know where you're at because they may want to do an in-person uh, Reiki session with you or uh, come out to a move ritual. So where yeah, I'm in Bergen County. I'm in Englewood, um, but I can travel anywhere in the Bergen County area. So yeah. I'm awesome. And if you're in my area, you want Reiki with me, holla at me. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I haven't been doing any in-person, so definitely holla at her for in-person right now. So um, any last words that you want to share before we close out? No, that's all. Thank you so much, my soul sister. I love you. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for having this channel, this, like, you know, this space available for us to learn from each other and to support each other. I just really appreciate you for that. Thank you so much. I receive it all. And namaste to you and have a good night. Thank you. Good night. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the I'm Healing Podcast, where we review all healing stories and solutions for the soul. If you like this episode, make sure that you let us know, leave a review, like, share, subscribe, all the things. And as always, happy healing.